This is Alec. And this is Jack. Welcome to another episode of Smith and Scholar. Smith and Scholar is a multimedia project dedicated to promoting and encouraging young men to pursue and live the good life. And we are back with another episode. We just finished talking about leisure and work and study, kind of like a mini-series, but not official. (laughs) So (laughs) we are back with, I wouldn't say the next few episodes are, I mean, they're they're all kind of tied together because we're talking about community in a broad sense, then we're talking about heritage, then being a good son, then being a good brother. So it's all kind of uh-huh. relationship and with I think others. we're also talking about locality yeah, after in a later those. episode, so mm-hmm. all sort of roped in together in, in a way. Yeah, all in the idea If we of, don't tie it together for you, I'm sure you'll tie it together yourself. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we're just saying this to throw you off as well. So <laughs> we're like, wait, why am I hearing the same things over and over again? Every single time. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely some method to our madness, so you should definitely um, realize that along the way. And we don't make everything explicit, but sometimes we we do a little bit, so little Easter eggs here and there. But again, today we are talking about community, and it's a further development of uh, our first, well, not our first, but one of our talks about uh, storge, love, and I was going to say specifically within that, we talked about storge, which is love of duty, and uh, especially affiliated with like a communal love, or mm-hmm. or sort of that way. And then we also talked at the beginning about um, the sense of community, what we're kind of hoping for Smith and Scholar uh, to be a sort of community online, albeit, which we'll talk about uh, at the end. So yeah, that's just a, uh, well, I wouldn't say quick intro since now it's been about 15 minutes. What? <laughs> really? No. no. <laughs> but uh, you've heard me talking so much, so it probably feels like it's been 15 minutes. So uh, Jack, I'm going to go ahead and let you uh, continue. Yeah, absolutely. So as Alec mentioned, today's episode is about community. And, you know, we've mentioned community quite a bit in a number of our episodes so far. And you know, the reason for that is because it's really intrinsic to the way we live as human beings, right? We're all, we are all part of a community and we're likely all, you know, members of multiple ones. Um, you know, whether that's, you know, your neighborhood or, you know, the people you worship with or the people you go to school with or the people you, you know, you play sports with sports organizations, you name it, you know, they're yeah, the people you listen to this podcast with. Yeah. Yeah. The people you listen to this podcast with, you know, book clubs, reading groups, all that sorts of stuff. And, you know, because of this reality, we realized that we should talk a bit about community and discuss what it is, why we think it's important and how community connects to pursuing and living the good life. And so, you know, as we have been doing the last couple episodes, why don't we start off about talking, you know, discussing like what do we exactly mean when we talk about this concept of community? Yeah. So we mentioned uh, two episodes now uh, ago now about study and the importance of learning. And so here we are bringing more definitions. And (laughs) I guess back with leisure, I went on a little bit of a, oh, why are definitions so important? So uh, yes, what is community? So we went to a reliable source this time, Google, uh, as opposed to Bing or Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, Google, the Google will tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, bad example, but still, <laughs> just a quick search of Google will yield a few different results. So, one of the results that pops up uh, is group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. Another, uh, well, let's go ahead and unpack that a little bit. So, um, a group of people, so it's not an individual and then living in the same place. So that does uh, discern some sort of geographical uh, location and then having or having a particular characteristic in common. And that's something that could be likes, dislikes, uh, some sort of idea that unifies you. Could be language, all sorts of stuff. I mean, this is, you know, how communities originally formed, you know, just people in the same place who, you know, are there for whatever reason, speaking the same language or, you know, what have you. So... That's, I think, another another way in which you could unpack particular characteristic. Yeah, and then another definition, which takes a real big macro view of community, is a body of nations or states unified by common interests. So looking at the United States, well, we can see, okay, that's definitely a body of states that are unified by a common interest, namely uh, the continuing uh, the continuance of our nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like Alex said, there are a ton of definitions, but there are two, I think, that stood out to us. And the first is the people of a district or country considered collectively, especially in the context of social values and responsibilities. And then another definition was a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, or goals. And I think with both of those, this kind of hit upon this idea of why, you know, we'll get into it, why we think community is important. But first, you know, we can see that community has two primary aspects, I think. And um, first, you know, and Alec pointed this out with the first definition is that most often community is an accident or a result of geography or place, right? Like you, it's hard. And we'll, again, we'll talk about this later in the episode, but before the advent of things like the internet, you know, community was very much restricted to location and place. Like you, that's just how it's how it had to happen. Because in order to have a community, you have to have a group of people, and you need some you know communication or presence of being, and that just naturally happens when you're in the same place as other people. And I think too that place has now evolved over time because yeah, like like you mentioned, Jack, mm-hmm. it was geography. It was a distinct x y coordinate right on a map that's or really latitude longitude that says you are here. Here's all the people in your surrounding area. Place now incorporates many different aspects. Internet, um, again, ideas. You can have a group text that is a commonly shared space or mm-hmm. place. So, uh, but yeah, we'll we'll get into that later. And then uh, the second aspect is that it's a collective of people who come together because of some shared values or goals. And it's really the second aspect that I think brings out why we think community is important. Um, and we can go ahead and get into that. Yeah. So community, uh, if you can't garner why community is important thus far, well, we'll say explicitly now why community is important. And namely, it's important because while there are many different communities that exist that have different goals and actively pursuing those goals, um, specifically in the t- context of what we're looking at community and in the pursuit of the good life, well, the community is an integral part in achieving and in pursuing the good life. And we talked about it in the past. Yes, you can go at it alone. Um, but 
with other people around you with better support, it's a lot easier to pursue the good life. Yeah. And, you know, it's really in and through community interaction, being in a community that we learn a lot about what it means to pursue the good life and where you, you know, like we've talked about this before, um, you know, building and pursuing virtue is experiential, right? Like you have to see it, you have to do it. And community provides a great, um, you know, for lack of a better term, like playground for, you know, developing virtue and practicing virtue. And then furthermore, you know, Alec just brought up needing, you know, people to do it with. We've emphasized this, you know, community provides accountability and support. And I think that's an aspect that oftentimes goes, um, is undervalued in community. And, but I guess the thing is, is, you know, something we realize is that in order to pursue virtue via through community, like I just said, you have to have a community that wants to hold you accountable and wants you to pursue virtue. And so that requires being a part of a good community or good communities. And so, you know, we kind of have to understand what a good community is and, you know, it may explicitly be that. I mean, this is sort of what religious communities are, you know, about, you know, pursuing the good or the truth or truth. Um, you know, I think schools, you know, you look at all the mottos of all our preeminent institutions. Now, some of them probably don't really believe in those mottos anymore, but they were about pursuit of something, right? Pursuit of good, pursuit of truth. And so they, they may have been explicit, but I think a good community at least implicitly promotes that its members pursue things that are good and um, that better themselves as human beings and help others. And so, you know, not all communities have the good in mind. Um, one that Alec and I talked about before, and I, you know, it's a very extreme example, but I think it, you know, the contrast is a good one to think about is like thinking of gang activity, right? A gang is certainly a community. I mean, we there's all sorts of social science and history and stuff that, you know, you talk about gangs really provide like a social structure uh, for people and in places where other communities and social structures are absent. And so in, those are certainly communities, but they're not communities that are good or communities that are pursuing the good. I mean, you know, dealing hard drugs, you know, selling contraband weapons, committing extortion, um, these things aren't ordered towards the good, right? They, they aren't ordered towards the good of people outside the community. And because of the, you know, vices they instill, um, the problems that they create, um, you know, the violence and all that sort of stuff that goes along with being a member of a gang community, they don't even, you know, push the, pursue the members themselves of the community. So again, extreme example, but I think that kind of, it gives a stark contrast to what we're talking about. You, you know, if you want, if we, if you think community is important, the way we lay it out, as far as pursuing virtue, then what you really want is you want to be a part of good communities. Yeah. And I think you'll see, well, at this point, you'll see that in the pursuit of the good life, it, it, it requires yourself to be actively pursuing and then hopefully those around you. So in order to have that good community, you also have to be uh, an active member in it as well. So that doesn't mean that um, you lead an organization as a as an explicit leader, like voted into the community as the president of an organization. Rather, through example, through friendship with other people, you can help that organization, that community uh, grow a little bit. And then also thinking of the family, because the family is a community, 
Mm-hmm. You can also be a good son, a good brother, which we'll talk about later, uh, in order to help that community grow, namely your family and then the other members of that community, namely siblings or potentially your parents even. So you can see, I think, pretty clearly uh, within the community kind of mindset or context, you have to be a good community member and you also have to have other people willing to help in that or at least be pursuing or being a good community member in order for it to be a good community. Mm-hmm. And then again, eventual goal should be the pursuit of the good. Uh, again, not maybe not explicitly, but yeah, implicitly along the way. So because communities are a great way to see virtue, see the pursuit of virtue, learn more about that. Um, one of the things we wanted to talk about is, or just hit upon again, because uh, we did mention it in our first episode, like what what communities we were a part of that mm-hmm. kind of led us to where we are now, both in our lives in general, and then also where we are in making this podcast. So I think we could talk a little bit about that uh, before we dive into some more uh, uh, additional topics. Yeah, uh, I think f- for both of us, probably high school, the like the our school community um, played a huge role. Like again, Alec and I went to the same high school. We had the same friend group. Um, and I think we could both agree that it was certainly like the school itself and our friend group, you know, more specifically were two communities that we had that were really, um, um, important in our development as far as wanting to pursue the good, um, and, you know, developing and pursuing virtue. I, you know, I, I mentioned this back in the first episode, but I think we had a great group of teachers in high school, particularly, particularly male ones, excuse me, who not only were interested in preparing us to go on to college and succeed in that academically, but also wanted to push us in, um, you know, being good men and developing virtue and, um, which was, I think, a great compliment to both of us outside of other communities that we had, including, I think, and most importantly, probably our family life. Um, I think, you know, I I'm speak for myself here, but also I think, you know, I knowing Alec for a long time and knowing his family, I think we both had good families where uh, pursuing virtue and, um, if not explicitly, at least implicitly, was a primary focus of our our lives. Um, and then also for me, you know, I have, have had, you know, again, the, the fortunate, um, you know, I've had the fortune to be able to continue to make good friends, whether that was in college or now at law school, who are also interested in, if not explicitly, at least implicitly, you know, developing virtue, pursuing the good life. And so, you know, I think the common theme for me is, you know, at least as an adult, I've made the decision to be in those types of communities. Obviously, like when you're your parents, like you, the family you get is the family you get, right? And then same with school for the most part, like your parents decide for the most part where you get to go to school or that sort of stuff. Um, but once you become an adult, um, you kind of have to make those own decisions. So I think intentionally putting yourself in those communities, at least in my case, has helped me and has uh, made... Uh, has made made it both an interest of mine or an active goal of mine to pursue vir- virtue as well as you know like we're talking about that accountability structure like you know 
it, it might not even be like it's not always like you know a, ca- a call out kind of thing, but also just like if you if you're surrounded by people who want to live virtuously, when you don't, it's you know you you become you're not like the black sheep that's ostracized, but you kind of ostracize yourself in a way, and you kind of realize, oh, I'm slipping here, and I need to do better. I don't know, Alec. Yeah, I, I I was kind of speaking in a way for both of us, but I'm sure you've had some different experiences. So if uh, you know, if you have stuff to share, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. So in addition to what Jack mentioned about school and family, um, since, well, since high school, I've been involved in some other, well, even junior high, other activities, extracurricular that were pretty explicit about um, working towards a virtuous lifestyle, which was definitely helpful. It was some classes, practical classes, volunteer programs, stuff like that, mm-hmm. that really helped me. And then now in this state of life, similar to making friends, it's also about making friends that are in a similar state of life, uh, other people, other married couples with kids uh, around the same age, so that we're developing uh, a community of similar people uh, in similar state of life, not just for my wife and myself, but also for my kid and for the kids of everybody else mm-hmm. to have that community uh, for when the kids grow up. So it's it's a more uh, long-sighted goal, but uh, I'll stave off there because we're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, later. So, uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to add. Yeah, and I again, I think this this just shows the point that we've been trying to make throughout this episode is that community provides prime real estate in a way for us to practice and habituate virtue. And we've said over and over how much of habituating virtue requires real situations with real people. I mean, go back to our first podcast on the like the a specific cardinal virtue prudence and how it's it it requires very much a practical situation right like you have to be able to make a decision and discern it and um you know that's the case with all the virtues and so community provides good stopping grounds for you to develop and uh pursue virtue so when cuz because when you are a part of a community you have many many chances each and every day uh to pursue virtue and so i think you know for me particularly um you know, being in a community, being in community is a great chance to practice justice and charity um, because those are highly relational, right? And so, you know, think, if you think about it that way, like that's that's incre- an incredible chance every day when you wake up and you're pursuing your, your everyday life to, you know, very much have per- the pursuit of virtue at the forefront of your mind. Yeah, definitely. So I think uh, we wanted to discuss... A few different things now that we've kind of gone through uh, community, some some examples, and then what's a good community, what's a bad community. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, I guess what's a bad community <laughs> <laughs> with just one example, but we don't want to have a yes and no list per se. So with everything in mind, uh, one of the first things to talk about is you know how has technology changed the community? And I uh, luckily... One of my classes on sociology uh, in college, the the professor teaching the course actually was one of the first researchers to have a study about online community. So it, it was pretty interesting hearing their perspective on on studying and understanding how communities work o- uh, online. And so specifically, this community was was developed based off an interest in a TV show, and so. They met on online forums and communicated with each other and were able to make real bonds and connections, which uh, turned into uh, physical meetups. So they would have, I think it was you know, some sort of con 
uh, convention mm-hmm. where they'd all meet up and and know each other by screen name and then have to make the connection to the physical person. Okay. So it's just an interesting way in that somebody or some people who are very interested in a certain topic, a TV show, uh-huh. can create these. Uh, I, again, I I don't know for sure, but you know mm-hmm. these friendships or perhaps right. friendships without quotes. Yeah. No, I I I mean we. You know, one of the aspects we talked about community being about geography or place, that's sort of, I think it still is in a lot of ways. And I think our most solid communities are still very much tied to geography or place. But in a way, technology has certainly um, made it possible for community to expand beyond geography and place. And I know, you know, I know for a fact that there are like online communities, like you're talking about, that develop into, you know, in a way, physical communities. You know, I think you know, in the, in the like Catholic circle, you know, you know, Catholic Twitter or whatever's out there, you know, people do make connections and then they do end up, you know, you know, seeing each other in places because these circles end up being way smaller than people actually think they are. And so you run into someone and you go, Oh, Hey, and you you meet, you meet people. Then you realize, you know, that's when you can start building community in a little deeper way outside of just that, um, that like online presence. But that's really, really neat, I think. And that's a neat thing about, you know, about technology. And again, I think, you know, technology can have, have its drawbacks as well as benefits, but I think this is certainly an area where it's been beneficial as long as it gets, goes beyond anything, you know, the superficial, but yeah, no, that's a really, a really cool way in which technology, I think it benefits us. And it, um, you know, talking about pursuing virtue, like, I mean, like you said, you could have an online community of people, interested in pursuing virtue. Uh, hopefully, uh, Smith and Scholar. <laughs> kind of like what we're doing here, right? Uh, or exactly what we're doing here. And so that's like a really neat a neat thing about technology. Yeah, I, I just have one one other kind of counterpoint is that I, I do think that physicality being in the same place mm-hmm. definitely fosters community much better. Right. And I think most people would agree, especially after being shut down and having COVID, mm-hmm. because... Uh, in my work group, everybody is kind of tired of all the Zoom meetings yeah, and Zoom no, socials absolutely. because it's not the same thing. It's it's not, not the all. same thing to look at a screen and say hi. And so uh, we think of communication technologies that kind of uh, impact a community, but also the ability to travel farther mm-hmm. distances. And uh, I just want to say this a little bit and feel free to add a little bit, but we are going to be talking more about the importance of locality and physical location later. But um, that's definitely had, uh, I think, a bigger impact because now people can move farther. Mm-hmm. And then again, with communication technology, phone, uh, like telephone, and now video chatting, then you can justify moving farther, but still say, staying in a community. Right. So... Yeah, that's that's what I think. It's it's kind of it's yeah, it has its ups and downs. <laughs> it definitely does. Um and you, so let's move on and you kind of got into this a little earlier, but I think the next question we wanted to talk about was, you know, what kinds of communities are each of us hoping to be a part of or create now and in the future. Yeah, so I think uh point blank just say good communities <laughs> obviously. Mm-hmm. But definitely you know, without getting super specific, uh, just the one example I'm going to go back to is is what I mentioned earlier, uh, having some sort of community of of people in the same stage of life because it's relatable. Uh, you can share life experiences. You can also have your kids 
make friends. And I think that's a really important thing uh, to form a family and to form a community of families to, mm-hmm. to kind of share that, uh, I guess, culture, I'll say. And we'll talk a little bit about family culture in the next uh, episode on, on heritage. But having that ability to be around similar people, and I'm not just saying that similar people is the best thing to go, but one core unifying idea, and then with a plurality of other ideas are always good in the mix, but you have to have something that unifies everybody. Mm -hmm. So in addition to, I'll just say, uh, parents with kids, uh, I'm also hoping to have some sort of community in terms of uh, men, you know, uh, similar, again, similar stage of life, Mm -hmm. young adults uh, to be able to hang out with and, and talk and we kind of have that because some of our friends uh, are living in the area right now. Right. But uh, to expand upon that, have additional friends and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just thinking maybe on the more shallow basis, but uh, people that I can either uh, hang out with for some sort of physical activity, sports, or working out, or uh, again, friendships of, of pleasure, like playing games, board games, or something like mm-hmm. that. So, um, and then. Ultimately, I guess, is a community that is in the church or religion of some sort. And I think that's kind of set in stone just by going to a church. You're part of that community and then getting involved in some of the activities. Yeah, a lot of that's similar for me. I think, um, you know, I've said before, one of my hopes is to have a family. Um, so in a way, create for me, cr- actually creating a community, which is, you know, my own family, um, which you know, we could agree is something maybe one of the most important communities that, you know, our wider world community can have. Um, and then also, you know, again, a lot of the same things like, you know, fortunate enough to have, um, a lot of our friend, male friends from high school who we're close with still in the area, um, and being able to interact with them and hang out with them and do stuff with them. I want that. Um, I'm kind of also interested in, you know, in, I guess, expanding my, um, you know, I guess, social circle as far as like other working professionals. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going into a, um, a career path that like that's necessary in a way, but also I think it's just important to, to meet people and expand and, you know, be able to like, and, and not just in a, in a vapid way, but like in a way in which you can meet people and have good relationships, like similar to the one Alec and I have and with our friends where we can have important discussions like this and others. And then finally, you know, I think one that we've talked about a little bit and what we're doing right now is both Alec and I, and I think Alec shares this thought is like, we're trying to create a community here with what we're doing on Smith and Scholar. Um, and we hope in going into the future that we can continue to grow that community. Um, because we, we think that, uh, virtuous living and the pursuit of the good life and the pursuit of virtue are something that a lot of people either are interested in and like need the support to do like we were talking about or would be interested in. And I think that, you know, we're, that's really what is one of the driving factors behind this project. Yeah. So I guess we can close by saying uh, a few ideas about how we can stay close to our community. So I think friendship, uh, contact, Mm -hmm. communicating with people, those are all pretty basic ways of staying close to community and actually caring. So making a commitment as well to be in the community. Yeah, that was that was the only thing I was going to say is that being in a community requires commitment. Um just like pursuing the good life requires, you know, a desire to to want to pursue the good life and 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 trying to do it. And so it, it's the same with being a part of community. It has to be intentional. And I think 
you know, the, the best kinds of communities are intentional, not, not, you know, we talked about, you know, there's that broad concept of community being, you know, the action of geography. But when you go beyond that and you are intentional about the communities you're forming and their purpose, uh, all the better. Great. So yeah, let's hope this Smith and Scholar community takes off. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Smith and Scholar. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast on all the major platforms, including YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Also, follow us on Twitter to stay up to date with everything we are doing and thinking. Finally, feel free to give us feedback and ask questions across the different platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, this is Smith and Scholar.